You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns, episode two. I'm Jen. And I'm Mick. Welcome back. Yay! We're so glad you're back. We hope you loved uh, our first episode where we really gave you guys our journey from both the spiritual and the preparedness standpoint. Yeah, I'm really excited. That was definitely a labor of love to get to this point of saying that we have a second episode. As we did in our first episode, we want to begin episode two with breath work as well. Uh, and so for this episode, let's do some four, seven, eight breath work. This is a technique that is proven to help you get into a more relaxed state. It's really simple. We're going to breathe in for four seconds. Then we'll hold the breath for seven seconds and exhale for eight seconds. You want to make sure you're breathing with your diaphragm that you can really feel your breath in your belly. So let's take a second and do three of those. Inhale for four seconds. Hold the breath for seven. Exhale for eight fully. Inhale for four seconds. Hold the breath for seven. And exhale for eight. One last time. Inhale for four seconds. Hold the breath for seven. And exhale fully for eight. All right. Hopefully you guys are in a relaxed state now. Yes. And if you'd like, feel free to set an intention for this time together. It could be anything as long as we're keeping it positive, maybe to be mindful, present in this moment, be gra- grateful that you have this moment to listen to something that you enjoy. And yeah. We wanted to start the show with a segment that we're calling As Seen on TV. So as we've become more expansive in our thinking on spirituality, it's been really interesting with pop culture references popping up in media that we would have normally consumed. So I wanted to give a couple examples of how we're seeing this expansion and rising consciousness appearing in entertainment. Absolutely. We've had that moment where we're on the couch watching TV and it looks just like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme that's become super popular now where it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. we're pointing at the screen like, did you catch that? <laughs> and it's like super relevant to maybe something we were reading 
um, or, or discussing. Yeah. And in the past, we probably would have missed it and, yeah, not said anything. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of examples. I think the show just released their second season. We just started watching the first one. We're big Marvel fans, and it's Cloak and Dagger. It's on Hulu right now. So in the first season, no spoilers. In the first season, um, the main character visits. He goes on a voodoo tour. It's set in New Orleans, and he goes on a voodoo tour. And I've seen a million references to voodoo before in entertainment. I love anything supernatural. But this one was a little bit different. They like actually took the time to go a little deeper to not make it so, I don't know, what's the word you would say? One note. Yeah. Um, commercial. They went a little deeper. They talked about the Loa. They talked about um, he had a spiritual bath. And so the depth there was actually really like, hmm, wow. I'm, I'm, they really went there. It was pretty accurate um, from what we know about voodoo. Um, The other example that I wanted to give was High on the Hog. It just got released on Netflix not too long ago. And it's by a Black journalist who is talking about basically African-Americans' influence on American cuisine. And there's a scene, I believe it's the second to last episode of the limited series and the chef had made um, pepper pot and they asked him, you know, where'd you get the recipe? And he said, I actually don't use a recipe. I actually just kind of feel my way through it. And I feel that's my way of connecting with the ancestors. And I was really taken aback in a good way that we see this display of ancestral veneration honoring the ancestors, feeling that connection to the people who have passed on before you, knowing that they're never gone. Um, so yeah, those are those are two examples that I wanted to give. Um, I just thought that was interesting. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Jen. I think you, you really highlighted a couple of places that, you know, people may have seen those those programs and didn't really catch some of the things that were being mentioned there. So yeah. it's just interesting to kind of see how we're along this journey and continuing to kind of see these synchronicities pop up Mm -hmm. uh, in different places. Yeah, that High on the Hog one, it was very, very quick, very subtle, um, but it was very beautiful watching those Black people eat this meal and and, and talk about the people who paved the way before them. So let's jump into our main topic, Mick. You want to introduce it? Yeah, so today we are going to talk and dive into meditation. Um, we think for both of us, this was kind of the start of like us really diving into different types of spiritual topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we over the past year have really deepened our meditation practice, we've just grown so much internally um, that I think it's just opened doors that we didn't um, didn't expect. Uh, I think it's been personally like a like a gateway drug for me. Yeah. Opening doors, opening chakras, all of that, all of that. It's um, that time to get still. I think it really, I'm so tired of saying expansive, but I don't know what other word to use. I think it, it just, it makes you um, a little bit more connected, a little bit more grounded, and it just continues to build on itself. So I love meditation. Absolutely. So let's dive a little bit into what exactly 
meditation is. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of different definitions out there. Um, but for me, if I were to just simplify it, I think it's really just using techniques uh, to stabilize your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's quieting your mind down, it's really hard to kind of be free of any thoughts, but you're trying your best basically to to not be distracted um, by things that may be going on in your life and those thoughts that are always going to pop up. Right. Um, but it's really just this idea of trying to find some stability and relax and kind of slow your your brain down. Right. For sure. And getting connected with your breath, which reinforces that mind, body, spirit connection. I think sometimes we don't even realize that we're holding our breath. We're in these very tense moments as we're trying to juggle career and family and bills and what are we eating for dinner and all of those things. And you might not realize that you're holding your breath, that you're clenching your jaw. Absolutely. Or just breathing really shallow. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things we want to do on the podcast as we start every episode is to help people loosen up and really feel that belly breath and and fill their lungs completely and get the air completely out of their lungs. Uh, Because it's something that we don't take the time to do all the time. Yeah. I think also, as we're talking about that holding your breath thing, one of the things I've been reading is about the very primal fight or flight response and that's triggered by stress and was initially programmed for us to get away from a lion, um, not die in the woods. And now it's my inbox has so many emails. I have this due. I have that due. My kid has to get to soccer practice. What am I going to do? What are we going to eat for dinner? Where are we going to go? What are we... And it's the constant, constant, constant thinking and stressing and releasing of these hormones where your body is primed and waiting for a lion to attack. Exactly. And we, most of us at least, are not in a position where we have to avoid predatory animals. Right. Um, and so we are sending these signals to our body. Um, and it's shutting down other systems um, yep. that could be benefiting us. And so I think meditation is a way to kind of calm that down, mm-hmm. get you back to a, a state of um, of homeostasis mm-hmm. um, to where you're a little more um, even keeled uh, and can address some of those stressors without triggering that fight or flight response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about our practice. I think what's interesting about you and I is that we both got really into meditation around the same time, but our practices of meditation look really different. Mm -hmm. Um, So talk a little bit about your journey into meditation, how you first kind of started into it, uh, and then what it looks like for you as time has kind of gone on. Yeah, I think I've tried to meditate multiple times over the years and just sit for five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. But the mind was moving. It's like, does Real Housewives of New York come on tonight or tomorrow night? It was, I mean, stuff that does not matter. And then if you have a brain like mine and you're just going from thought to thought to thought. New York, Little Italy. What about lasagna? I could pick up a lasagna. And you're just going, going, going. And so I was I was one of those people that's like, I don't really think meditation's for me. Um, I went, but when I got into yoga, I think one thing that people don't realize is that you don't have to be still in a dark room 
in pure silence to meditate. Yoga is very meditative for me. I'm only listening to the teacher's cues and moving my body. And it almost becomes instinctual, like knowing where we're going, especially as we're building on flows. That's meditative. My brain shuts off. And that gets me to that, to that, to that place. During COVID, the meditation that we started, I mean, I think I started doing, trying to do about 10 minutes and then realizing that, no, I could stay a little bit longer. So I can usually go for 15 to 20 minutes of meditation. Um, and the brain pops up and says things and wants to remind me of things. But And talk a little bit about, are you in silence? Do you listen to music? Mm. Do you like to listen to guided meditations? What works best for you? I like Insight Timer. And I can set for how long I want it to go. I I like binaural beats. That's B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L beats. And so those are, they're set at a certain frequency and it's supposed to trigger different reactions in your body. So you can listen to them for like transcendence or positivity. So I like binaural beats. I also like, I like, chanting like the monks chanting um and it's like it kind of flip fades into the background for me so i usually do that um and i usually just go through each of my chakras and then try and really get into that almost like trance like state and i used to fall asleep a lot especially having two kids. And I think when I started, I was pregnant. So I was knocked out and I used to beat myself up for that. But I was talking to um, one of our teachers that we really love. And, and she said, you know, sleep is the deepest form of meditation that you can ever have. And so never beat yourself up for that, for falling asleep. Awesome. Thanks for that. So I think um, in, in contrast for me, um, I don't have the attention span to stay in a meditative state for 15 minutes. Um, I've I've tried. Um, I think my story is similar to Jen in that, you know, I didn't think meditation was for me. I didn't think sitting in silence could work for me. Um, but I slowly tried it. I also used the uh, Insight Timer app. Um, but for me, my introduction was really focused around guided meditations. I kind of needed someone to talk me through exactly what I should be focused on, telling me how to breathe, telling me where I should place my attention, where my um, my focus should be. Should I be focusing on um, a spot in the center of my forehead as I close my eyes, right? Um, so those types of instructions uh, were really helpful for me. Now, I have tried to do some of the sit in silence, um, but I can't go past five minutes like I like my, my mind just kind of it comes back on and it's like hey all right it's time to do something different but if I'm in a guided meditation I can stay 15 20 minutes mm. um, and then I've also tried um, I think Jen alluded to it a little bit and when she talked about her yoga practice for me active meditation um, is really important for me so um, I'll take a walk and I'll go by myself and I won't really set a won't really set a route I'll just kind of wander. Uh, and let my mind wander as well. Uh, and that really can be a place of meditation for me um, as well. Yeah. 
even though I'm not sitting in silence, I do think that I end up doing some sound deprivation or sensory deprivation. So I mask, you know, it really like blocks out that light. And I feel like it really gets you into that, that I don't want to call it the void, but it's, it's kind of like this, this space of nothingness. So then you can stop your mind from moving so much and the sounds, it can't be too, it can't be too busy. You can't have a lot of birds chirping and there are a lot of busy, busy sounds. So it's something that needs to almost be like audio wallpaper. Sure. Absolutely. So I think that gives folks, I think, a good idea mm-hmm. of what our meditation practices look like. If you were designing a meditation for someone who, you know, they've had trouble with it before, can't really get their mind to shut down. They're struggling to like really find that meditation um, routine that works for them. What would you suggest them to try? I would probably suggest that they that they make it part of their self-care, that they create a ritual around it, like light your favorite candle, maybe some incense, you know, get into a really comfortable position or a really comfortable spot in your home. Um, what else? I mean, I think you're right on with setting the space, right? Yeah. So I think some of the things we've done um, that I think folks can incorporate Burning incense, mm-hmm. having the the sensory uh, engaged in a in a, in a uh, relaxing way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so having that that sacred space, and I would recommend if you're going to start a meditation practice, to try and find a space. Try a few different spaces, but once you kind of find the right space, stick with that space, and mm-hmm. that that alerts your body when you go into that space that it's time to to meditate, that it's time to relax, and it's time to to get into that that state Mm -hmm. same time of day too if you can that also you know you're also trying to get your mind and your body into this routine of like okay this is when we quiet down yeah and it took me a while to find that for me i think i tried the morning i tried middle of the day i tried the evening uh and there were different feelings that i got depending on what time of day Mm -hmm. um and I've, I've kind of figured out that the mid-afternoon is kind of the best place for me now. Uh, but it took a while. That, that, take, that took some kind of trial and error to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. I'd also say if as you're trying to ease into this and the idea of sitting down in silence just sounds like something you would not necessarily want to do, start with gratitude if you are you know, part of practicing religion, I pray in mine and just express gratitude for for however I'm feeling, for the things that I'm grateful for. And I think that also sets the tone because even in that, you're focused in that moment and you're focused on gratitude. You're not worried about who's calling or who's emailing or what else you have to do that day. Also, set your phone on Do Not Disturb. Definitely do that. Um, I'd also want to say um, there's a great program on Netflix that Headspace did, and it talks about meditation, and they give this analogy about being on the side of a highway and imagining your thoughts as if they were the cars that were going 
uh, on the highway and just kind of let those thoughts pass by without acknowledging, you know, what kind of car it was, for example, or not, or, or acknowledging that thought that was happening. Um, so just kind of acknowledge the thought, let it pass by to really kind of help you clear your mind. Like you're not going to stop thinking, um, but you can choose how you interact with your thoughts. Yeah. And then the only thing else I would say about it is try and have fun with it. It doesn't have to be so serious. I think sometimes people think it's it's so serious and that you're about to join a monastery, but it's it's not. Um it's it's time for yourself and it's time to check in for yourself by yourself. Um and as a parent, it's also time for me to, you know, be by myself and not have a small person attached to me and just like be in my own body and be present and not be thinking about what's coming next and also not worried about anything that happened before and just really being in that moment and in that space. I think that's great. Um, And I think for us, it's been really helpful that we are both into meditation because we've reminded each other set aside space, said, hey, do you want to go meditate right now? Making sure that the other person is getting that medicine that they need from mm-hmm. from that meditation. So um, I think that's been super important for both of us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how long do you have to meditate? Is there a set amount of time that you think that newbie needs to to meditate? I don't like rules and routine. I know I just had we just had this entire episode about routine, but I mean, I'm a little bit more flexible on that. I think, you know, it's it's stamina. It's a muscle. It's a mental muscle. And so sit down and if you commit to five, but you only get to two and you're like, I'm just not with it today. Give yourself grace. Two minutes is better than zero minutes. Exactly. And try again another day. And just see how you feel. I think sometimes the results will surprise you. I think sometimes people think that they're just sitting there and nothing's happening. You don't know what might happen in your meditation. You don't know what chakras might be open, what might come up, what might come through. I remember I sat down. This was probably at the height of COVID. And I sat down to do a meditation and it was on gratitude, but I was so stressed that I felt like I was about to have a panic attack. And I was like, well, this isn't working. This just isn't working. But it was something that needed to come out. It was something that I was probably holding on to for dear life that needed to come up and out. So, you know, just try it. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I can echo what Jen is saying about things just coming up. You know, you're you're in there and you're starting to confront some emotions and some feelings some thoughts that maybe you you know experienced and pushed aside but then when you're in that space alone listening to your breath that bubbles up and you get to process that uh, and release it mm-hmm. and it's it's therapeutic in a lot of ways um I, I would really just say meditation you know over the last year has really changed my life um and so I tell everyone Same. who is you know, struggling with any sort of issue in their life to start with that if they can. Anything else? Um, I would just want to challenge our listeners. Um, you know, if you can take two minutes, you can start tomorrow, take two minutes and really find time to sit quietly, listen to your breath, do some of the exercises that 
we do at the beginning of our podcast episode. Yeah. And just listen to your body. See what comes up. I'm excited. Um, before we go, just want another reminder, listener questions, anything that's on your mind, anything you want us to talk about, please send us an email at chakrasandshotguns at gmail.com. Thanks. And remember to hit the subscribe button. We would really appreciate a five-star review. Thank you, guys. Bye. Namaste.